she backed away into the bedroom area. After a frantic search, she found her knapsack on the floor just under the edge of the bed. Her eyes never leaving Devon, she knelt and groped around inside the large bag until her fingers wrapped around her small Swiss army knife her grandfather had given her. With trembling hands, she took it from the bag and opened it. Wait, Susan, please. Devon blinked fast to clear the blood from his eye. Brandishing the knife, she lunged at him. Now, you are going to get the hell out of here, she shouted. Get away from him. Instead of moving away, Devon stepped closer. Listen to me. Get back, Susan waved the little blade. Devon sprang and grabbed her wrist. Susan thrust the knife forward and sank it to the hilt into Devon McCree's stomach, just below his sternum. She ripped the blade downward as if she were drawing open a zipper. Devon gasped and doubled over. He stayed that way for a moment, and then straightened up, blood flowing from his middle. Susan, he said, looking down at himself. With a deep, pain-filled sigh, he slipped the knife from his belly and slung it away. He approached her again, the blood pouring out of him, his groin and his legs wet with it. He left perfect red footprints on the wooded floor. I only wanted you to, his voice wavered. Susan pressed herself against the far wall and steeled herself for whatever he was going to do. She closed her eyes and balled her hands into fists. Devon grasped her shoulders. Shh, Susan, please. He sounded as desperate and frightened as she felt. Screaming, Susan thrust her hands forward, her hooked fingers sinking deep into the gash in his gut. Her slick fist wrapped around something in there. Muscle, flesh, organ. She didn't know, but she yanked as hard as she could. Devon's soft cry built into a howl of pain like nothing she had ever heard. He went to his knees, Susan's fist still deep inside him. Too stunned to extricate her hand, Susan was pulled down with him. Devon's blood-sticky hands grasped her arm, and he shoved her away from him as though she were nothing but a rag doll. She flew backward into the wall, splintering the ornate trim at the base and ceiling, creating a spider's web of cracks up and down the heavy plaster. In an instant, Devon's hands were on her, pulling her up. His fingers pressed her throat, checking for a pulse. Susan, I'm so sorry. I never meant to hurt you. I never meant any of this. Susan faded from consciousness with Devon's agony-filled face hovering like a ghost over hers. Someone banged on the door. Susan Archer awoke. Blinking hard, she shielded her eyes with her open hand against the sun that intruded into the apartment. When she tried to raise her head, agony seized her, and her eyes flooded with tears, blurring her vision. Sobbing softly, she rolled onto her side. 
She looked down at herself and saw that something sticky and cold coated most of her naked body. Blood, so dark it was almost black, had congealed all over her skin, the floor, the walls, and the bed. A scream bubbled behind her trembling lips, and she pushed her fist against her mouth to stifle it. What was left of the apartment's only window was a jagged grin of glass that allowed the autumn chill to sneak in like an unwelcome guest. The crimson velvet curtain billowed out like a malicious tongue wagging over Chalmers Street. Across the room lay Peter, dead in a heap with a splintered baseball bat protruding from the top of his skull. Her precious brother was gone.